Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Saturday Draft Live. It's Saturday. We're talking about the draft. But we've never been live. We've been lying to you. We've been lying to you the whole fucking time. You morons. Not <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Scott? <laughs> I must say that is some snack to the show. I mean, we have we really had to think about that title. I mean, yeah, like you said, we've never been live. <laughs> never been live. Maybe it's something you can do when I'm gone. Maybe that maybe that's something you can look into. You know what I mean? <laughs> just go live for a week, just to fulfil the promise of the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although I think the week we go live is the worst. Probably going to be the worst weekend for the show. So I think then we realize <laughs> like we've never been live. Yeah, yeah. You don't realise Scott has to cut hours um, of audio. <laughs> they cannot be used. Sometimes I just go on rants. You know, that cannot be stopped. They cannot be contained. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think it'd be a very entertaining show. Um, Scott, usually we do like our wee like extra bit for the week, like in the middle of the show, we break up the gap and stuff. But we need to do it before we get into the points this week because obviously the coronavirus has slowed everything down. Um, every major wrestling show involved in the draft um, most of them took place in front uh, of just an empty crowd um, at the performance centre in the AEW's case it was an empty crowd at the arena uh, the only show that remained unaffected is NXT UK due to the pre-tape nature of that show um, so we are looking at diminishing points this week, just outside of the draft, just from your perspective as a wrestling fan, what do you think the positives of it have been um, in terms of the shows, like in terms of the quality, what have they been the positives of them and in what ways have the shows been drastically negatively affected by what's happening right now? Um, on the positive side, it's good that certain shows are going ahead even with like no crowd because yeah. like you have just like the show must go on and also people are going to be like in- kept inside so they want to give entertainment to like, the fans you know, I mean, we've got WrestleMania going ahead in front of no fans. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but, you know, I think of that way you will, but at least it'd be weird to not have WrestleMania. Yeah. On the negative side, though, it's clear on, like, Ron SmackDown, how desperately they are full time because on Raw, they showed the entire Men's Royal Rumble for Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like last night in SmackDown, they showed the John Cena Bray Wyatt match from WrestleMania 30. Um, was what they showed last night so it's it's an unpre- it's unprecedented times I don't envy the position of the teams at WWE or at EW what I will say is the positive side I think we've got a lot of really great promos out of this from a lot of guys John Cena and Bray Wyatt was maybe the first example of it Edge on Raw was a, a really good example of it and then over in AEW Cody Rhodes opening promo we get the debut of um, Matt Hardy. We get the debut of Brody Lee in that show. So there are some performers who are stepping up in these times, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you don't have like some artists, like some fans like shouting out during like, the promo, 
and it's all sad and you can just like focus on what's being said, then yeah, it actually helps in most cases like that we've seen so far. The yes. negative is like especially for the like ones in WWEs that these are well built promos for well built matches for from a show that won't have anybody there to see the matches, like yes. all this build up for a match that'll take place in an empty building is like the main issue here. Well, this is this is one of the things um, that we're looking at, and we'll continue to analyse this as the draft goes on. But it just means low scoring weeks if we're looking at the spreadsheet here. Um, the high scorers for this week, um, no spoilers right now, but are on five points. Which, if you look at it, Scott, is actually the same as the New Day's entire season total. That's just a, 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 quite a fun fact I wanted to bring into there. New Day have only earned five points for the season, and that's where the highest scorers for this week managed to win in this week alone. But we'll get on to number three highest scorer is the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray, picking up points. She's continuing this sort of path of destruction on NXT UK, trying to assert the fact that it is her division right now. And Scott, we talked about NXT UK's advantage of being pre-taped. Do you see this as being something that can continue in the coming weeks, that people like Kaylee Ray, the NXT UK um, guys, could end up being premium points getters in this type of environment? I think so. It depends how many like episodes they've still got like in their back catalogue. I'm pretty sure this month they might have their like final tapings that would take them all the way to Dublin. Yeah. And uh, more than likely those will have to be cancelled as well. It's it's a strange it really shows how much like this virus has affected the weekly programming that and a week that doesn't include NXT UK takeover. NXT UK is in the top three this week. Yeah. Usually yeah, we've talked about the struggle of NXT UK picks in the past. Um, there's been certain uh, members of the team who have preferred them, and we've talked about it as a it's a double edged sword. You're not going to get week to week, so you really need to hope that they get wins at the at the takeovers. But when no one else is really competing in matches, when everyone else is just really gaining appearance points by and large, um, this is where the NXT UK guys, like you say, could rise to the forefront. And it's Daniel Campbell, the league experience, who benefits from Kaylee Ray this week. He also benefits from the number two pick which is Daniel Bryan, who's formed this a partnership with Drew Gulak. They're going after Sami Zayn's um, little stable. I don't know the name of this stable. I don't think it has a name, but it's uh, Nakamura and Cesaro. Of course, it was uh, Bryan and Gulak picking up points against that duo on SmackDown last night. We talked about this at draft time, that we didn't know where Daniel Bryan was fitting into WrestleMania time, Scott. It looks like he will end up being the challenger for Sami Zayn's IC title at WrestleMania. Do you think this is a good spot for him? Do you think it's a good spot for Daniel? And do you see Daniel Bryan walking out of the as the ICW, cha- uh, ICW champ <laughs> and a continental <laughs> champion at the end of this? <laughs> Maybe it's a weird thing that they've done this, that they've transitioned into this feud with Bryan. When you really would have thought they would have continued the thing with Braun going back after the belt, but obviously if Braun isn't able to come in to the performance center like traveling wise because of this whole like mm. pandemic and that it's good that they've been able to transition into another feud that we'd want to see. Mm. So yeah, I'm glad that Brian's actually doing something because he's involved in a title picture again because we didn't know where he was gonna go post losing to the fiend. Yeah. He's done some good stuff with Drew Gulak and it's yeah, it's good that at least Brian is one of the people who's been regularly featured, despite the fact that they're down to a limited like group that they can feature on the show. Because 
I mean, we saw how Bear Raw is, so it's good that they're still getting some like top talent to appear on SmackDown. I'm big on this feud, man. I have to say, I think this is the feud you want for this time because it does everything. It it elevates Drew Gulak for one because his match with Brian was a sublime um, earlier in the month. It elevates and it gives Nakamura and Cesaro something to do as well. Um, and also see if this leads to Sami Zayn getting to have an actual wrestling match uh, for the the first time in a long time at Mania against Daniel Bryan. Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. I don't care if it's behind closed doors. You give me that right now. You give me that for an hour. You know, you let that run. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's really, it's really good from that perspective. Yeah, very much so. And talk about how the IC built. It's not really been featured that prominently in God knows how long. But you give this Brian V anybody in Sammy Stable, him Cesaro Nakamura, or even give us Brian versus Gulak for the title. And instantly, I think you re-establish that the importance of that title. Definitely, I can see. I can also see if this uh, the tandem continues. Uh, I see title feud between Brian and Gulak down the line. You know, if the mm-hmm. inevitable breakup, which would be that would be amazing. It's like you say, it just elevates it to the workhorse title again. And I think that's one of the positive things coming out of this um, is the fact that. Braun can't travel, that's unfortunate for Braun, but if it's led to this IC title feud, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and we've talked about the Elite Experience taking uh, slots three and uh, two and three this week. Number one, it's uh, Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Um, <laughs> five points they picked up for dressing like a, a unicorn and a member of the New Day this week on SmackDown, and picking up a DQ win over Otis Scott. It doesn't matter how you pick up the win, just that you get points <laughs> on the board, I suppose. Very much, you know, a win's a win. you got to take it in these times. I mean, and the gap is still is waging, and once again, given the fact that half a lot of people's picks can't appear on the shows, but, mm. you know, I'm, I'm happy with Miz and Morrison. Well... We're just going to get into the table then, because just to wrap up the discussion, something I want to talk about. Ten foot Stacey, uh, Team Wine Lover, Team Viss at nine with Gary, uh, Team Goat, not so great this season uh, at eight. Um, experience like Team Spirit, Jack Graham. Uh, we have Alan with the Undisputed, it's at sixth. The like experience at fifth with Daniel Campbell. Um, team uh, team of the days with David Hockney is at number four. Uh, Ross McLeod um, is at number three. What's the name of Ross's team again? I think he changed it, or is it the only picks that matter still? I think it's still the only picks that matter. Yeah, jeez, oh, who cares? Uh, number two is Stephen. <laughs> Team, it's my podcast. And number one, it's you, Scott. It's uh, the Glasgow Cali 44s. Now, you are, I'm trying to, I'm to do quick math here. Uh, you're 34 points ahead, right? Ahead of Stephen Wilson. You're 36 points ahead of Ross. Who are your really your only two contenders right now? The situation we're looking at is the table's not going to have much opportunity to change drastically in terms of the, the title. The, the bottom positions might go back and forth depending on who's featured in matches, but the title positions are going to probably remain static and the gap's not going to widen much further and it's not going to close much either until WrestleMania hits and we have all these matches. I mean, you see how things play out. The question I have for you is, do you think that Stephen or Ross's team has enough points-getting power at WrestleMania 
to be able to put in a realistic title challenge just over those two nights? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, we've talked before about the importance of just the members of your team that will get consistent appearance points. Mm-hmm. But now it's going to switch to where it's now going to be basically the people who can get your main players, they get you the big points on yeah. usual like, pay-per-views, are your most important one now because you've got WrestleMania and now that it's over two nights, probably won't be as long across both nights as it usually is. So mm-hmm. they won't feature as many like undercard people. So your top picks are like the most important. And also, I've got Shayna Baszler, but mm-hmm. I very much believe will win against Becky. I mm-hmm. don't know if Ms. Morrison will be featured, and if they are, I don't know what the chances are of them coming out of of uh, WrestleMania with the tag titles. I don't know if this is maybe leading to a thing with heavy machinery after what we see on SmackDown, because they can't really exactly do the Dolph uh, mm-hmm. thing right now. So... I think even with just Shayna being my only main major win, I think the gap will remain wide enough for me to come out on top this season. You look but, at it with Ross's team, though, he does have two guaranteed wins, basically, in the bag with Reigns and Edge. But he also has a guaranteed loss with Lynch. So does that... Uh, I think, anyway, I think Shayna's going to beat Lynch. Is that the swing match, then? Do you think that the... The outcome of of, of Baszler Lynch is going to be the key factor here. Probably. Well, it's interesting that you're you're mentioning this. Is you've been the one rallying in the uh, amongst the, the group chat to null and void this season. I'm just looking out for number one, Scott. I don't want to go out in an eighth place, you know, <laughs> an eighth place uh, season. You know, I'm, I'm normally messing with you. I would never seriously uh, condone now avoiding this season at this point, to be honest with you. Um, do you think Stevens out the title race, though, to switch the subject just to ask this last question? Because Alistair Black, we don't know what he's doing. Seamus, we don't know what he's doing. Sasha Banks really is only chance to pick up points at WrestleMania. Do you think Stevens just going to finish probably third out of this group? I think that's his best chance because I was trying to remember who he even had on his his team. because <laughs> like, we know, we don't know when the Bucks are next going to wrestle because they're not sure when the next Dynamite is going to. There's, there's a kayfabe injury to Nick Jackson. I think it is as well right now, so they're not even appearing together. Yeah, so like. The best chance he can get is to get some championship points for Sasha, eventually turning on Bailey, or like however they do that to then keep their feud going in the coming months, because everybody seems to think that that's going to happen at some point. So, yeah, yeah I think he's really, you have to really bet everything on Sasha. Bet it all on blue. Anyway, <laughs> well, listen, we will be back next week. WrestleMania is just around the corner. We'll be keeping you up with a very slow-moving draft table at this point. Uh, but from myself, goodbye. And from Scott McLeod. Goodbye. <laughs>